Hi, you're listening to the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. This podcast takes the lived experiences and knowledge of some of the leading figures and thinkers from the world of club management and beyond, all so that they can become your teacher and elevate your performance. Whether you're looking to start a career in club management, are a seasoned club manager at a world-leading club, or work elsewhere within this wonderful industry, there will be powerful messages and key takeaways that can help you in your career or personal life. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. One final question on this section. What advice would your 10-year-older self give you now? My 10-year-old self? No, your 10-year-older oh. self. Oh, Okay. Okay, because I think my 10-year-old self would say, why didn't you practice harder? (laughs) Why, why, why didn't we win the Masters? Um, Oh, my, my 10-year-older self, um, what advice would he give me now? That's a, that's a great question. I think he would, my 10-year-older self would, would, would maybe say, you know, um, trust your instincts. Uh, they've gotten us this far and we're still alive. But what I mean is, you know, and you and I have spoken about this many times, and I think it was maybe Steve Jobs who said, you know, it's easy to connect the dots looking backwards but not looking forwards. And and I think if you told me 10 years ago, I would, because um, I was, you know, I was in the US before Dubai, and then if I went to, I was going to go to Dubai, meet a, a Korean girl, get married, move to Korea, then move back to the Middle East to Oman for three years, then come back to Korea, have, you know, have a son. Um, I said, you're crazy. Um, that was never. And, and I think, yeah, I've just kind of trusted my instincts, kind of gone with it, not, um, not tried to, uh, yeah, um, not, not tried to, to focus too much on, um, you know, I think sometimes in this industry, we can get a little bit focused on, you know, what job title do I have next? What, um, you know, am I following some kind of linear path? Whereas I would just say that, you know, to anyone or to my, my 10 year older self would might say to me is just follow experiences. Um, if you follow experiences, great experience, you're generally going to move in the right direction. So you've recently completed a master's degree in law, international law specifically? International business law, my master's was, yeah. So what would be two or three key learnings that you took from that, which you'd recommend listeners to pay attention to when negotiating or signing contracts? Well, uh, you know, I'll probably, I'll give a very, uh, maybe a bit more generic Mm. because the, you know, the concept of a contract is, is very much the same across um, you know, depending whether it's an employment contract, a commercial contract, you know, something that you've got with a supplier, you're paying for a goods and service. I would say from a commercial standpoint, you know, when you're dealing with any suppliers or, 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 or similar, I would say the three most important things. And the first thing is balance. Um, now, um, balance in a contract is the most important thing because effectively each party is trying to gain something from it and if you can maximize the gains for each party um, 
that's the benefit to the contract. And contracts that are hugely biased in one direction, which can often be between smaller organizations and bigger organizations. Um, you know, these are the things you want to avoid. It, you want to try and create balance because there are also laws that protect small organizations for unfair contracts. You have the Unfair Contracts Act 1977. God, you're trying, uh, trying to think back to my, my study. Um, that's UK, UK. And, um, you know, so there's, there's lots of provisions. So the, the whole premise of a contract is that parties are there to help each other and get the maximum from it. I'd say probably the second thing is you want to remove any ambiguity from the contract. Um, and what I mean by that is quite often if you, if you ever get into any dispute, if, if, a, if a clause or a part of the contract is ambiguous, you know, you can have two parties reading the same clause coming to a different conclusion, um, which is definitely something you want to avoid. So I think, you know, when you are looking at the actual terms and the, you know, the, the, the meat and bones of a contract is really understand, you know, what are the rights of each party and what are the remedies available, not to, not to be ambiguous in any way that a party see something completely different. So just make sure you're on the same page. And then I'll probably say from a commercial perspective is understand your exit options, you know, because if a contract turns bad or a company um, gets itself into a difficult situation, um, you need to understand, okay, well, what is our exit opportunities um, to get out of this contract? And I think if you focused on those three things, the balance, um, the ambiguity, making sure each party is, knows what they're signing into and what options are available to exit. And then from an employment standpoint, I think, you know, you've always got the employee who is looking for job security. And then you've got the employer who is looking for, um, you know, labor certainty. Um, you know, and so again, you're trying to establish this balance. Um, so from an employee perspective, um, you know, if you're looking to sign a contract, you're certainly looking for, you know, compensation and benefits. Um, you know, that has to be laid out. Um, you're understanding, okay, what are my employee rights? Um, so what, what am I entitled to under law in terms of, um, you know, annual leave, all these kinds of intricacies. But, you know, you and I have worked into Dubai, in Dubai as expats and there's certain regulations that, um, you know, uh, in terms of gratuity that you really need to, you know, you need to have a handle on to under, you know, understand that. And from an employee perspective, an employer perspective, um, you know, similarly, uh, you want to protect, you know, certainly confidentiality. Um, you know, if you are employing someone that, you know, needs to protect company secrets, it, you know, or they're going to develop something, uh, understanding those IP rights remain with the company. Um, and again, you know, termination. Um, if that contract needs to be terminated, um, make sure you are doing things the right way and things are written the right way. And obviously people have legal counsel. They have law firms that can do this. But, you know, you and I, again, have worked in the Middle East and to fire an Emirati 
uh, or an Omani is, you know, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible, um, but you would have to follow the right processes. If you're in Korea, it's incredibly difficult to fire somebody. Uh, it's not like the US where things are a little, you know, a little bit easier. Uh, Korea is very difficult. So you, there's, there's certain legalities as a company you need to understand. Um, and that's that is something I would I would um, I would definitely recommend. And maybe just to finish that off, if you are, you know, um, if you're an executive, for example, um, you know, executives, you may want to, uh, uh, you know, really consider what is the severance, um, because a lot of executives may have equity in the company, you know, be on a stock option plan or something. And so understanding you know, how does that option vest over a number of years? And then how can I actually, um, once I leave the company, how can I realize those options? Um, and also if something is sev- you know, severed, what are the options available to me? Um, so I think, again, it's just about what is the balance between the contract and, uh, and making sure that, you know, you are aware of the, you know, the, the overarching laws, and I would just recommend to any club manager, any any GM, is have a have an have an understanding of that. Um, don't leave it to your HR. Don't leave it to you know uh, legal departments. Actually, have an invested interest because um, uh, it will it will add huge value to you. Mm. Balance is a good word there. I think it, sometimes with contracts and negotiations, people can reach for that pyrrhic victory of transactional one-upmanship on someone rather than that more relational longer-term balance of actually getting an employee for the lowest possible salary actually maybe isn't the target it's getting because then one side's going to be unhappy longer term having that that balance of both sides wishes and needs being met yeah certainly an important part of it Thank you for joining me on this journey as we dive into the world of club management. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations as much as I enjoy having them. If you do enjoy and get value from them, I have two small requests. Simply subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review and share it directly with someone whom you think would benefit from listening. If you're interested in being a guest, on this show yourself then you can reach out to me using the details in the show notes or email me modernclubmanagement at pm.me in the show notes you will also find a link to my bi-weekly newsletter that complements these conversations where you can sign up to receive these directly into your inbox so that you never miss out thanks for tuning in and have an amazing day this episode is brought to you by Sweda. Sweda is the social learning platform that delivers high quality blended learning with human connection. Sweda is on a mission to revolutionize the digital learning space through restoring the critical element of human engagement that has gotten lost in online learning. The technology provides everything organizations or individuals need on one single platform to achieve meaningful long-term learning success. Using these skills helped me attain a job offer as the director of golf at Golf Digest, top 100 in the world ranked course after I completed their influence and communication courses. But don't just take my word and the 97% five-star reviews it has had on Trustpilot for it. Try it yourself. 
All you have to do is email david at suada.com, that's S-U-A-D-A.com, and quote the Modern Club Management Podcast to claim your free enrollment onto the Reciprocity course to start your journey to become a more influential and persuasive communicator.